0: Houston at Propel Insurance. I'm a benefits advisor here, and you're listening to my podcast, The Checkup. Welcome to this special edition. This year, I wanted to explore some themes and topics that would be informative to human resources beyond just the normal scope of benefits. This episode is one in a series where we're going to explore some different ways of building community at work. This idea isn't just about having a good place to work, but having a workplace where people build a sense of belonging and meaningful contribution. For me, this idea came from a theme I really feel running through my whole life right now beyond work in a society where we can tend to be a lot more isolated and more online what most people want is to feel more connected to other humans. So I'm exploring what this looks like in my family, in my own neighborhood. And then I started thinking about really, what does that mean at work, where we spend most of our waking hours? The Debbie Oberbillig is joining us today and she's going to talk about building your network at work, which might be a little bit different than what you would expect. But Debbie is an executive coach And she's a certified Dare to Lead facilitator. She has a long history of business ownership and advising. And I think when you hear her talk about this concept of networking at work, you'll understand why. Debbie, welcome to the checkup. Thank you. It's
1: great to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining. And I think we should also mention you know, people are gonna hear a little things around us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are not in a silent bubble today. We're at WeWork here mm-hmm. in Bellevue.
1: Yes, and you can hear people walking around. There's a little bit of echo. It's an active place. It's a lot of fun, yeah. good energy.
0: A lot of people coming in and out mm-hmm. of here, get those mm-hmm. creative juices flowing, get yep. that network going. Yes, right? absolutely. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how your road led here to executive coaching. I started
1: in a family business, and I worked in a emerging technology company that On the senior leadership team, we took the company public, and I've had my own companies. And over the course of the years, I really didn't like the leader that I was. And so I wanted somebody to help me get better. And I reached out to an executive coach, and I really have enjoyed working with my coach. And I've learned a lot, and it made me want to do the same thing. The coach became
0: the coach. Yes. Yes. And most coaches have a coach. Well, right? which makes a lot of sense. If mm-hmm. you're going to talk about being self-aware, then mm-hmm. uh, a good place to start is internally. And it puts a light in your eye. Yeah, yeah. it does. It yeah. makes
1: work funner.
0: But that's good. We like mm-hmm. fun at work. We've been talking about that yes. a lot. We spend a lot of time here. Mm-hmm. So the topic that we are really going to be working through today is about, yes, it's about networking at work, but it's really about increasing your connections in the workplace. Mm -hmm. We find that we spend a lot of time talking about what we're doing outside of work networking with other groups outside the office, depending on what your role of course is, but what about inside? I think it's a great concept to dig into, bring to life this idea of community at work, build a workplace that Fosters creativity and boldness, a place of belonging. Those seem like lofty goals, but it's doable. It is doable.
1: And I think it's really important. You know, when you build a network of people that you know and that you like at work, it increases your ability to collaborate, and it also establishes rapport and creates more trust.
0: And I think that's a really good lead-in to some of these things that we've been talking about, this executive presence. That probably lays a good foundation for where we want to go today, but you've described this executive presence as having really three different elements, and the one that we're going to spend the most time today on is substance, but these elements were character, substance, and style. So let's kind of start there and explain what that is to our listeners.
1: Well, it's called executive presence a lot and it's being bantered about quite a bit right now. But you could also call it leadership presence. It's really about who you are as a person, your character, your integrity, how you treat other people, your substance how good you are at your job and how willing you are to collaborate with others and do the things that need to get done to get the job done. And style, how you treat people, how you show up in meetings, how you present, how you collaborate, really how you negotiate and create beneficial work relationships. Mm -hmm. So it all comes together to create your network and how you are as a leader.
0: Yeah, and I've noticed there are some phrases that you use pretty frequently around Mm -hmm. these ideas there's a lot of graciousness Mm -hmm. treating other people like Mm -hmm. they want to be treated and this whole idea of what are you doing once you get there i mean it's one thing to have the knowledge and that background but what are you doing with people when you are in that place of
1: yeah i think a lot of times when you're in a meeting if you are in one division and there's another division that people pull out their phones, they're not listening, they're not giving people the courtesy. I think we're just so connected to our phones rather than each other that sometimes that graciousness isn't there. Mm -hmm. And that really can create problems when you need to work with someone else in another department.
0: And one of the things that you talk about a lot too is that a leader is anyone at work. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be someone with... A certain title or in a certain position at work but anybody can really promote that change in your workplace and I heard you call it ones you know some people call it politics but it's really about connecting with people so true let's Mm -hmm. talk about that it's not about politics
1: yeah you know when someone is nice to you know oftentimes there's silos there's breakdowns between different divisions and so, when someone is nice to someone in another division or to an executive, maybe somebody who's more higher up in the company, people say, Oh, he's just a brown nosing. And oh, guys, I way to say that, right? <laughs> and he's kissing up to get promoted. But honestly, increasing your knowledge of the company as being curious about what other departments are doing, it increases your ability to be successful.
0: Yeah. So, what are some of the other advantages of that? network building at work it's not brown nosing right so the more that you increase your ability to work with
1: other people and to collaborate the more success you'll have which will increase your growth and responsibilities it'll show that you can collaborate with different departments that you can maybe develop other people the fact that you're interested in people and willing to be curious about what they do and ask for their input and their insights I encourage people to ask for advice from other departments so that you can get multiple perspectives. And that's how innovation happens, by being open to new ideas and seeing things from a different point of view.
0: And one of the things I take away from that too, it's, it's not about what you are getting at work. We're kind of focusing away from this individualistic kind of contribution, but what are you doing together as a team? Because you really can't do it all by yourself but reaching across the lines. Mm -hmm. True,
1: you know, it helps, it makes your job easier. It makes things go smoother when you have good relationships with other department. And as you build trust with other departments, then you can call in a card. You're really slamming, you need to get a customer a special order. It's not something the company usually does, but you know somebody over in the other department, you say, you know, I really don't wanna take advantage And yet I really could use your help. Do you think there's anything that you can do? And you know, when people know and like you, they'll do things for you. And so it increases your effectiveness in getting things done.
0: We were talking through some examples earlier. And when you talk about those, you know, building relationships, it takes me back to my first job in this benefits career. I worked at Premiera Blue Cross, which is a huge company, lots of different departments. Mm -hmm. And I had a really wonderful mentor there. And one of the first early things I think she taught me was the value and just get off the email, Danielle, and walk over to that other building, to that other department, find that person, ask them how their day is and Find out what's going on for them and then ask them, can they help you? makes a big difference
1: over... It does make a big difference. And you know, as you said that, I was thinking about the fact that we think we're connecting with other people when we're connecting through electronics. (laughs) And email now is just ridiculous anyway. But... Honestly, we don't connect with a human being when we're reaching out via text or phone or maybe phone a little bit more But not email and mm-hmm. we get so many emails people are bombarded with information now mm-hmm. so going Across the parking lot or across the hall or down the hall and meeting somebody face-to-face really will improve your relationship and it builds trust
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that you have said as we've been, you know, preparing for this is work segments naturally build silos, but relationships break those down Mm -hmm. and relationships take time. Mm -hmm. How much time? You've got some interesting facts.
1: (laughs) Well, I think you're referring to the fact that I told you that I had read recently, it takes 200 hours to build a friendship and that's a lot of time. And we're with people at work more than even at home. And so it takes some time to build a relationship and trust where people can work well together. And you're with people at work more than other areas of your life, really. We spend eight hours a day. Most of us spend longer than that. Right. So I think... It does take time and spending time together and extra things besides just walking down the hall.
0: That's right. It kind of takes me back to that whole connection between relationships at home and relationships at work. They're not easy. They take time. They take intentional effort. It takes some work. You have to be able to figure things out. I think you brought up that you have to listen to people. (laughs) You do. You have to listen. Mm -hmm. And there's good listening and there's bad listening. Mm -hmm. Bad listening, to your point, if you're on the phone and someone's talking to you, why keep talking, right? And I think that's the same whether you're sitting in a meeting or you're at dinner with your family.
1: You know, what comes up for me is, I used to have a boss who I could hear him typing in the background on his email when we were on the phone. So we would have a scheduled one-on-one and I knew he was sending emails and I did not get the impression he was taking notes of what I was saying. And I'm not a long talker. I communicate in the shortest amount of words, so it was very insulting and I did not feel heard or connected with my boss.
0: And those two things Mm -hmm. right there, they are so common. Every human has Mm -hmm. them in common. We want to be heard, and we just want to feel some connection. Mm -hmm. Am I relevant? Mm -hmm. Am I important? Do you see me? You want to feel like you
1: have value and that you're offering value to the company and that people appreciate what you bring and what you're doing every day.
0: So let's, you know, I think we've kind of been weaving some of this in, but let's call out just maybe some ways that, people might be building silos at work, unintentionally, perhaps intentionally. What are things that we should be looking for?
1: Well, you know, there's natural silos. There's the sales and marketing silo, maybe the sales and operations silo. And then what happens is one person gets upset with somebody in another division. So then they start complaining to everyone in their division. And if it's a senior leader, that's the kiss of death because then no one in the division feels like they can talk to the other division. And so it creates separation. It gets that us-versus-them mentality.
0: Yeah, not good. And I think we can all, if we were honestly reflecting, we've probably all at some point been guilty mm-hmm. of talking about so-and-so from a county. Oh, sure. am yeah. <laughs> not calling out my own yes. accounting department. Here, yes. Let's
1: be clear. Yes. <laughs> Just, no, I think that's true, though. You do that, and then you create misunderstandings.
0: Yeah. So what are some ways, some things big or small that we can do to build those relationships at work? Because as we've been talking about this, one of the things that, you know, I think that we've kind of naturally unfolded is that it doesn't have to be huge, right? No, it doesn't have to be huge. But one thing
1: that came up for me, so there's the obvious things. You go in the kitchen, get a cup of coffee and there's someone there and you don't know them. Introduce yourself. Say hi. Smile at people when they walk past your office. The other thing, though, that came up for me is giving people the benefit of the doubt. Often we think that people do things just to antagonize us or just to make our life miserable, which just isn't the case. No one really sets out to make other people unhappy. And so I think when you're working with another department and something goes wrong, giving people the benefit of the doubt. And I think I told you one of the biggest benefits of having relationships at work is that When you start a job or when you're doing your job, you want to demonstrate that you can perform, but you also need that cheering section for when you don't perform. And you need people to give you the benefit of the doubt. It goes both ways. And without building relationships, you have no support system at work and people that you can talk to when things aren't going the way that you want them to.
0: And they're not always gonna go great, right? No. If you're somewhere no. long enough, you're gonna need the cheering section.
1: Well, and it's funny because people often say, Well, that guy, he's so difficult, no one can work with him. And yet somebody's saying that about you. <laughs> it's all perception. It is. And so if you give other people the benefit of the doubt, they'll give you the same courtesy. And it makes working together easier. It really does. It yeah. makes better working relationships.
0: Yeah. Well, your example of being in the hallway and and saying hello, it's interesting because one of the people that works on our team commented that one of the things that she likes most about walking in to work in the morning was coming down the hallway and Saying hello to people and having them say hello back Mm -hmm. This is an interesting concept that you know we talk about Seattle freeze it is a I think a very real and very chilly thing It is not Mm -hmm. uncommon to greet someone and have them not greet you back
1: I can't imagine not acknowledging someone saying hello to me and yet I had someone who was a manager who had a team of about six or seven people. And they would come in in the morning and she would not say hello to them. Mm. And it was because I'm not a morning person. I have to have several cups of coffee. And I felt that that was really inexcusable because people gauge how their day is gonna go by how their manager treats them. And she wasn't starting the day for those people in a good way at all. No, it's
0: such a small Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. and yet so meaningful to just Mm -hmm. acknowledge another human being in Mm -hmm. your proximity. And it (laughs) made
1: them feel bad. Yeah. That's how I know about it. They came in. Two differences,
0: hello. What is that? Right. Is that person just not friendly? Is it me? Is it all the questions that start? And one of the other things that you mentioned in, you know, cross out of your natural comfort zone.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think we go to work with the same people every day. Maybe we're all in accounting and we all go, or we all eat at our desk, or, you know, we get into habits and we're not really even aware of the message that we're sending. But it could be that when we are with the same people every day, day after day, that we're sending a message, don't interrupt us, don't come over here, don't include us, don't ask us to join you. And by reaching out and connecting with other people in the company and getting to know other people, you'd be surprised, you might make a new friendship.
0: And I think that's a great place to start. You might not be an executive leader, but anybody could Go and ask someone new to go grab coffee or go Mm -hmm. have lunch and make a new friend.
1: Well, you're not going to become an executive leader if you don't know how to network with other people and build relationships. Good point. Because that's a really important part of business, being able to connect with other people. And the more you go, you get advanced within a company and the more you grow with the company, the more you need those business relationships.
0: Yeah. So reach across different departments mm-hmm. and maybe have a meeting together to talk about a project that's mm-hmm. coming down the pike. Ask someone new to lunch. Say hello in the hallway. Mm-hmm. It is easy. See yes. your people. Start
1: out just being nice. Yeah, nice is The other is thing good. is, is when you're working on a project, it's really nice if you've expanded your network within the company so that you can gather multiple perspectives. It just increases your work product it makes it so much better by having more insight knowing how it impacts each department or how each department impacts the product when you're talking to the customer for example and all the pieces of mm-hmm. the wheel
0: have to fit together mm mm-hmm. yeah
1: you'd be surprised some of your problems might be fixed the other thing that people don't think about is that you may be having a problem especially as a leader you have a team and leaders all often have the same problems the same issues and they're learning how to lead a team and manage people, and they can't talk to their team about it. So it's nice to have a network of people, of peers, where you can have some peer-to-peer sharing about your business work, too.
0: Yeah, maybe those peers that can help you figure out what are those places that you really need to work on. Because none of us are perfect. You yes. know, I can think of times when I've mm-hmm. unintentionally helped build a silo at work, Yeah, but... I think if we're all kind of coming from a place too of wanting to take that inventory of what we can do better, we can definitely be better. Yes,
1: I think so too.
0: So one of the areas of coaching that Debbie is certified in is Dare to Lead, which is a research-based curriculum created by Brene Brown. There are some great resources and tools here. So Debbie, can you just tell us what is Dare to lead, and where should people go who want more help? So,
1: Dare to Lead is a courage-building program that would be a great place for people to start. And you can find a lot of tools and resources for free to get started with on Brene Brown's website. It's Dare to lead, brown.com including a workbook that will walk you through each chapter.
0: That's great. And if people Mm -hmm. want to dive deeper, if they are seeing some value and having some of their own coaching, you're available Mm -hmm. for that too. How can people connect with you?
1: They can connect with me through successview.com, my website. And I'm also doing Dare to Lead programs. So if they're interested in a two-day program or more information... They can contact me through that.
0: That's great. So our commitment, we are inviting new people to lunch next Absolutely, week. Absolutely, we, we are. We are saying hi to people. Yes. It's going to be so friendly. Mm-hmm. We will be game changers in our wheel spheres. We'll be day makers, as love, one of
1: my friends used to say. We're going to make people's day.
0: I love that because, you know, I always like to say we're in this together. So I hope that today's episode has inspired people to maybe step outside their norm, have lunch with somebody you don't know, say hi, see people where they're at, Listen to our podcast here. This is going to be one in a series, and you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, and Propel's website. I also have my own website now, DanielleHouston.com. Congratulations! Thank you. So lots of good resources that you can access, people that you mm-hmm. can connect with through a couple of different ways. And as always, if you've got feedback, if you'd love to see something added into this conversation about building community at work, I'd love to hear from you. And with that. I sign off on the checkup for today. Bye.